Hey folks, how the hell are you? I'm Kaylin. And I'm Houston, and you're listening to Crime or Reason. Oh, hey! How's everybody doing today? Great, good, well, awesome. <laughs> are, are we? Perfect. <laughs> um, well, it's our first podcast, and how do we celebrate? We got a box of luscious, delicious blush wine. Mm. A whole box. A whole box. Because it was two dollars more than a bottle. <laughs> so, um, what is up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode of Crime or Reason. It's exciting. Listen, we know right off the bat. The sound quality is going to be shit. I'm trash, so. Um, <laughs> right, it just matches. <laughs> um, we're, we're nowhere near far enough into this career of podcasters to have good sound equipment yet. So we're doing our best. Terrible. Some would say we're doing our worst, and that's okay. <laughs> so just bear with us. We're really, really excited. Um, it's going to be a fun day today. I think it's my day, my day to read uh the story the read we're just reading straight out of a book <laughs> which is fine i guess so straight anyway but yeah yeah straight out of a book i did no research for this whatsoever reading rainbow yeah reading rainbow sponsored <laughs> sponsored this read of the story what is the story i can't tell you yet <gasps> it's a surprise wow. is it a surprise the biggest surprise maybe <laughs> that's the name of the story um, Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, um, but yeah, no, we're super excited uh, to be getting into our first podcast. There's a weird echo here because we are in Kaylin's possibly, probably haunted basement. Weird, creepy things happen down here. Yeah, you're going to have to excuse the fact that um, my voice sounds awful. Um, I went to go get a migraine checked out earlier this week and found out that I have tonsillitis, a sinus infection, and an ear infection. Demons so, trying to make their way out. It's the demons trying to make them way out. <laughs> them way um, them way right out. And uh, yeah, the antibiotics are going to exercise me, I guess. So really excited about that. Um, to start out, I do want to start you guys off with a meme that one of my friends sent me, and it was perfect for... Um, uh, she sent it to me just a couple days ago, and it was perfect, because, like, this is the first week that we're recording for the podcast, mm-hmm. and I was incredibly excited about it. So, um, I'll just start you out with this, and it says, my niece wants to know if she donates her hair to Locks of Love, and the recipient of her hair commits a crime and leaves hair at the crime scene, will her DNA be found all over the crime scene, and thus, and thus incriminating her? And it says she's 12, and I'm like... My child. That's that's what that is. That's my kid. I donated to lots of love. <laughs> and so when you guys find out that she's actually criminally insane, um, or at least we think so, because her hair's all over some poor unfortunate crime scene. So and I was just like, food for thought. Like food for thought. Like, is that a thing? I mean, I'm sure you could just be like, yo, dude, this can't be my hair because I donated it. And I'm on the other side of like continental america <laughs> like that's so creepy to think yeah about. it's not anything i've ever thought about and i'm like this 12 year old definitely thought that so yeah um but just wanted to read that to you guys um but yeah fun so memes. fun memes so um we'll try to come up with memes um we love yeah the memes. we love a good we'll try to find as many uh, uh true crime memes as we possibly can so in case <laughs> i i when i say 
true crime. I really have to think about it before I say it because Kaylin can attest to this. I have spent the whole time that we have been trying to figure out this podcast um, saying crew crime <laughs> and I can't get it together. Crew crime keeps trying to slip out. So who knows? Let me finish that out. Crew crime cod past. Cod past. <laughs> Crew Trime Cod Past. Crew Trime Cod Past. <laughs> so, welcome to our Crew Trime Cod Past. Yep. <laughs> Is that the one? That's the one. <laughs> so, um, anyway, we do want to let you guys know that we are planning on uploading full episodes on Tuesdays. Um, we'll go back and forth on weeks. Like, one week will be my week. The other week will be Kaylin's week. Um, and so, we will upload our full stories on Tuesdays. And then on Saturdays, we are going to have a fun little spooky short Saturday for you. Which is love the Saturdays. Yeah, we'll just post a, um, a cute little cute little short episode on Saturdays, um, which will be fun. I know that I've already got it planned for what this Saturday is going to be. We're actually recording it also tonight. Hopefully like a 10 to 20 minute episode, which will be fun for you guys where I get to spook Kaylin out by reading her scary Reddit stories. What did you just say? Raggeda. Raggeda. Where I get to um, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, um, but yeah, so we're gonna see how well she handles these yeah, creepy, speaking's not our forte, it's <laughs> not, and we chose a podcast, a god pass, a god pass, so <laughs> yeah, um, so we have our wine, I have my wine, Kaylin's drinking water like a healthy person, and, um, I got this delicious blush, mm-hmm. so, um, we are about to jump into it, um, you excited? So excited? Me too. <laughs> so, um, today we are bringing you the story of the Honolulu Strangler, also known as, um, and let me go ahead and give you guys like a trigger warning on this. Um, this is a tough one. We are going to be talking about this case and in every single victim, there is, um, rape. So we're just going to go ahead, trigger Trigger warning on that one. Yeah, so like... With bright red flags. Yeah. And while we don't know much about the actual, um, while we don't know much about the actual crimes as they happened, because it is unsolved, which is crazy. Um, yeah, for my very first case, yeah. Um, it is unsolved, so we don't know much about the crimes as they happen. But we... also, I don't, I haven't heard this yet, and I haven't looked anything up, so this is all new to me too. Yeah, which has been really hard for me because I <laughs> suck at keeping secrets. So, but um, but we do know how their bodies were found, and so I'll be able to go off that. Um, with that being said, I also somehow lost my notes for this and didn't realize it until like two hours before I had to be over here to Caitlin's house. So please excuse the fact that they're not as detailed as I'd like. Because I had to, like, quickly go back over research and, like, use what I remembered. So, maybe in a later episode, if you guys want, we can go back more into, like, the profiles of the victims and kind of, like, how the area of Honolulu took this. We'll touch and dive into that a little bit, but um, just know that it was going to be a lot more detailed. Um, And then satan really be working <laughs> really be working today so um yeah always be working always be working us. so yeah with that we're gonna go ahead and we are going to get started with the honolulu strangler let's begin so the honolulu strangler or the honolulu rapist as some people know him 
killed five women in Honolulu, Hawaii between May 1985 and April 1986. So we've got like a year of span there. Um, this is actually considered the first known serial killer in Hawaii, which is crazy because I feel like serial killers have been around for mm -hmm. so long. Yeah. And so the fact that they didn't get their first known one until like the 80s. 80s. Yeah, that's that's crazy. So um, I, that's just wild to me. But uh, yeah, so this is the first known serial killer in the state of Hawaii. Um, the killer in his actual profile was considered to be an opportunist attacking women who um, he noticed were alone and vulnerable. And because of this, it was speculated that he either worked or lived in the area where all the killings were happening. So, and we'll kind of learn that a lot of the dumping grounds for his victims mm -hmm. are all very close in the same proximity. Wow. So, and the guy that they kind of speculated who did it, um, he actually lived in that vicinity. So, which we'll get to that because it's really, really wild how close that they had like a culprit for this, like in their grasp and had to let him go. Right. It is insane. But um, we're going to go ahead and jump right in because not much is known about the actual killer because it's he unsolved. So we're just going to have to go straight into the victims. Yep. So we're going to start with victim one. Her name was Vicky Purdy. Um, age 25. Also, disclaimer, Hawaii's got some crazy-ass names. <laughs> so, I am more likely than not really going to butcher some of these. So, please don't crucify me. I'm trying my best here. Um, so, Vicki Purdy, um, age 25. She was from North Carolina, but ended up moving over to Hawaii. Um, she ended up marrying a guy named Gary Purdy who was actually stationed in the area because he was an army helicopter pilot. Um, she was described as a feisty, gorgeous blonde who could definitely hold her own. Friends said that although she was small and petite, she packed a mean punch and was very smart and headstrong, which we love a we bitch love that, a good, <laughs> yeah, we love a woman that's going lady. to take care of herself. Yes. So um, love that for her. And it said like short and petite. And I was like, they're describing my memo. <laughs> like, <laughs> short, petite, headstrong, gonna kick your ass. Yeah. Like, that's brutal. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, she worked at, and here's the first word that I'm literally going to screw <laughs> up. Um, she worked at Wawa. <laughs> Wawa. <clears throat> we're gonna say she works at the video store, and that's the last what? time that we are going to attempt that uh that name on that store so anyway so she worked at a video store um and she also enjoyed going to nightclubs and when i was doing research for it it was really weird because it said something about how like specifically she enjoyed going to the nightclubs without the company of gary mm, and i was mm. like that's a little bit weird to put that in the research but then i ended up learning later that, like, Gary was kind of okay with the shit that she was doing. Wow. Yeah, like, he knew that she was going out. Like, he he had times that, like, he would think that she was coming home and stuff like that. Like, he was aware that she was going out. So, I don't know why my research, because it was a couple different places that I read where it was, like, very specific. Like, she loved to go to nightclubs without the company of Gary. <laughs> And I'm like... I don't think I'd ever go out by myself. Right. And and so, but like, just to make it sound like that, it made it sound like it was very promiscuous. 
but it wasn't. Gary knew that she was going out. Like, it wasn't an issue, so I don't know why they tried it to... Said she was headstrong. I mean, she was headstrong, she right. I mean, she obviously was, but I don't know. Something about that was just weird that they were, like, without the company of her husband. Like, I was it was like, so promiscuous. Right, and I'm like, no, she was going out and hanging out with friends, and, like, we learned that. Like, she was supposed to hang out with friends the night that she passed. Mm-hmm. So, um, on May 9th, um, 1985... She went out dancing. Um, she went out dancing in clubs in Waikiki, and she actually ended up um, contacting her friends and was like, "I'm gonna meet up with you guys." And like they verified like these plans to like hang out, and that mm-hmm. was around ten thirty. She ended up never making it. Mm-hmm. Um, she it says that she ended up actually getting a taxi to the shirt or the shirt. <laughs> The Shore, the Shore, the Shorebird Hotel, um, to get her car around midnight, and that was actually the last time that anybody saw her alive. Mm. So, um, for some reason, Gary was expecting her home around nine. I don't think it was anything like criminal or weird. I just think it was like she, he probably, like she probably said, like, I'll, I'll probably be home around nine. Mm-hmm. And then she just kind of went on with her plans, you know, and just like yeah. ended up staying out a little bit later. Like, I don't think it was anything bad, but when she failed to come home, he began to like call her pager. This is back in the day of pagers. Oh, and it was like paging her like tirelessly and relentlessly oh, no. and like literally just couldn't manage to get a hold of her. So the very next morning, she's still not home. Shit's awry. I'm stressed. Right. I'm like, he's freaking out. Nobody really knows anything that's going on. Like, her friends are like, oh, she never showed up. But I guess they just didn't think anything about it. So he actually drove, um, he actually drove over to Waikiki and started looking for her by himself. And, like, found the hotel that she had her car parked at. It had a new dent in it. But, like, she was nowhere to be found. Oh so, obviously, at that it had point... had a dent in it? Yeah, like a new dent. Like a dent that wasn't in it prior. And, again, we don't know anything about the crimes just when they, they happened. We just know how they were found. So, like, nobody knows that that dent was because of something that happened during the actual crime. Or if it was, like... Something that <laughs> happened beforehand. Right. If she just bumped into a fucking light pole. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody knows. So, um... But it, it did say that he noticed that there was a dent that wasn't in it. And so he ended up calling the police. Um, sadly, later that day, they already found Vicky's body. Um, Vicky's body was on an embankment in the Kihi, um Lagoon. Like, like on an embankment like near the Kihi Lagoon. And the Kihi Lagoon, which probably isn't the pro- correct way to pronounce that, um, that area is very prominent for the rest of the story because we find pretty much everybody in some sort of, like, close proximity of that lagoon. So, um, they ended up finding her body, and this is where, we don't know that this is a serial killer yet, but this is where we get his M.O. for the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, She was found with her hands bound behind her back. She had been raped and then strangled. And that's how she was found. So, obviously, right out the gate, like like a sexually promiscuous serial mm-hmm. killer. Like we have somebody who is committing these really intense serial rapes and then murders, which is just terrible. Yeah. So I told you guys it, it's heavy and this is the MO like um the killer aside from one of the victims, um, for the most part is 
always this MO. Like, this is how they're usually found. So, her husband ended up actually um, giving the police their first lead. Um, and he said that she worked at this video store, like this video rental store. And that's when we learned that the video rental store is actually an adult pornography rental store. So, like, she's working at, like, a porn rental facility. Uh. So, this porn rental facility actually had connected, like, a book, like, a book, adult book section or store to it. It was, like, three stores connected in one. And then a family movie rental place connected to it as well. So, like, all three of them are together. And, like, I would like to say... That that's strange, and it is. No, it's definitely strange that, like, we've got, like, hey, let's go get movies for the family while dad goes and looks up (laughs) pornographic, you know, pornographic movies, and mom looks up pornographic books while the kids are picking out, like, Air Bud or some shit. Air Bud? Yeah, that's that's what I'd want to watch as a five-year-old, I guess. And so, like, that seems weird to me, but I also worked at Family Video for a while. Most Family Videos have adult rooms. Like, it's a pretty common thing. Most? Movie stores have adults. Yeah, <laughs> movie stores aren't nearly as big anymore, but it wasn't, like, uncommon for, like, this one movie store. Like, it was, there were several, mm-hmm. like, even today, there's several movie yep. stores that do that. Um, anyway, so the weird part about this is that there's some history at this movie store. So, the again, it's a, a, a pornographic film rental store, and the detectives actually speculated that due to the sexual nature of the crime, maybe a porn-obsessed um, customer stalked and killed Vicky. Oh, that's creepy. Which is disgusting, but, like, it's also not, like, far-fetched. No, not far-fetched at all. So, um, the store, needless to say, had a bad reputation. Because of a crime that was already connected to the store... That is right, guys. There was not only another crime a year before Vicky was killed, but the crime is also unsolved. Like, to this day, they still don't know. So let's get into this crime. But they don't think that they're related? <laughs> At first, they kind of did, but then they realized, like, what the M- like the MO again. Uh, the and it has, color. like, they're just, like, not similar at all. Okay. Like, this wouldn't have been... Like, these would have been, like, two completely different crimes, like, on a radar. Okay. So, Kaylin's, <laughs> Kaylin's <laughs> eating air just started up. So, yeah. if you hear that sound. So it's, sorry. <laughs> it's just that not a demon, even though there might be a demon down here. So, um. No, no demons. Uh, Mm-mm. No, not mean. A little, a little spooky boy. A little spooky. Named Chad. No, well, maybe. I don't know. We're going to call him Chad. We'll, we'll call him Chad, but he's not mean. Oh. Just here. Okay. Don't acknowledge him, though. Yeah. Avoid right. that. All right. He might be here, but no demons. Okay. We don't have demons. No demons here. No demons. Hopefully. Sorry. <laughs> um, <Side> story. <laughs> so, on December 16th, 1984, um, the store co-worker, uh, or not co-worker, co-owner who is 56-year-old Carol Drake and 39-year-old store employee Terry Sh- Shimizu. Terry Sh- Shimizu, they were working. Um, employees of the other stores, because again, it was three different stores. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was, like, the adult the adult film, the adult book, and then the family film right. rental stores. So, I guess they all had, like... Separate, separate employees working mm-hmm. for each part, which is great because Family Video didn't even do that shit. <laughs> I was I was giving people Airbud and then giving people some 
awful stuff. Yes, well, yeah, yeah, it was like not great. Some um, so employees of the other stores began or like became worried when the adult video club's doors were locked. And at 1.50 p.m., the door was kicked in. And in the back office, Carol and Terry were found dead. Carol had been stabbed in the heart. Terry stabbed in the throat. And it was one stab wound each. So this is the un... Yeah, this is also unsolved. Right, this yeah. is the other unsolved one, not... Right. ...related to the Honolulu. Correct. Series. And so at first people were like, oh, well, people are just taking people out at this this adult store you know yeah and so um but then neither of them were sexually assaulted they both only had one stab wound so at this point neither were sexually assaulted we know that vicky was both of them were stabbed once vicky was strangled but do they not think that it could have been a progression i mean obviously it was something that they thought but like it was quickly kind of dismissed when they realized nothing you know um we learned that you know, Vicky's body was dumped somewhere. These two were, like, found. And it actually said that based, or based on blood spatter that they were bob- probably both, like, either kneeling or, like, laying in the floor. So it almost kind of sounds like a hostage situation. Yeah. And then they kind of chalked it up as a robbery because store receipts. Yeah, store receipts were missing. There was money that was money unaccounted was, for. Was and an envelope full of money that was also left in the floor. Like, it had gotten lost in, in the scuffle. So okay, I see. Yes, so it ended up being expected to be a robbery, and so right now they're just looking at it at two different cases, but I just thought that was so fucking weird. That it was, what, a year apart, you A said? year, a year apart. The same all, store. All of them worked at the same store. They're both unsolved. Both unsolved. And they have nothing to do with each other. Not related. Yeah, at all. So I, That blows my mind. Yeah, so it was, like, really weird. I read that, and I was like... What the hell is going on in Honolulu? Honolulu, give me yeah. the hell out of there! What's so, happening? um, yeah. So now we're going to move on to victim two, who sadly is the youngest victim oh, of no. the Honolulu Strangler. So we have Regina Sakamoto, who was seventeen years old. Seventeen. Yeah, and so she was actually from Kansas. Um, you know, she lived over there, um, in in the Honolulu. Um, she was a high school student. She was described, and I saw photos of her as beautiful. She was stunning. Beautiful. Um, she was from of a Japanese descent. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how she got the last name Sakamoto from her dad, who also served in the military. And so um, she was also, too, considered small and petite. But unlike, <clears throat> but unlike Vicky, she was, like, more shy and quiet. So, like, she wasn't really known to, like... She's beautiful. There she is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She wasn't really known to, like, I guess, you know, like, care for her own or, or, you know, fight anybody off or anything. She was just considered, like, quite, quite quiet and shy. Jesus. Was she, did you say she was petite, too? She was petite and small, yeah. So now we've we've got similar, yeah, Mm -hmm. we've got similar base frame. And she was already planning on um, attending university in the fall. So, like, she already had, like, her life figured out for her. She knew what she was wanting to do. On the morning of January 14th, 1986. So, let's talk about this. January 14th of 1986. Um, 
and we know that Vicky died in May of 85. Right. So we're almost a full year. A full year. And oh. this is the last time that any gap like that happens. All the other ones are relatively close. Oh, so it was quick. We actually find out that he killed and they found another victim in the time that he killed that he ended up killing Regina. He killed Regina. Regina was found a month later. After Regina, two weeks after Regina, he killed another victim, and they found that victim before they found Regina. Wow. Yeah, so, like, he at this point, he, he went from, like, a year gap to, like... Two weeks. All right, let's balls to the wall yeah. and start taking people All out. All of a sudden. Yeah, so she had ended up calling her boyfriend and was talking to her boyfriend saying that she was going to be late to school because she missed her bus because of this she had to find an alternate means so she took like the city transit and so she went to the bus stop to wait and we kind of find out that bus stops are common in a lot of these even when we don't think that the bus stops are common they become common Mm -hmm. so she was last seen actually by people in the local diner waiting at the bus stop Family called police when she didn't return home that night, and they actually ended up finding out that she never made it to school at all. Oh. So this happened before she was even able to make it to school. Her body was found again near um, Kihi Lagoon, and her hands were bound behind her back. She was raped and strangled. And it actually talked about, like, in, in the autopsies that when they were strangled, like, it wasn't left on them. Like, the weapon wasn't left around their neck. Like, they right. weren't strangled and then tied so off. they can't, like, know what the weapon was right. exactly. But they could see, like, what the lacerations were mm-hmm. and, um, and from it. And then they said that both um, both Vicky and Regina had these bumps on their, their eye sockets mm-hmm. that showed pressure by strangulation. Right. So they were able to see that they were both killed the same way between the yeah. lacerations and the pressure bumps. Yeah. Now we have her found the exact same way and close to, a, you know, the... Close proximity. Yeah. Right. This was the point when they kind of started considering, okay, we might have a serial killer at foot, which I think even if it's a year apart, if it's in the same area, like, this is definitely a serial killer. And there were still, like, detectives that dismissed it. They were like, well, this was almost a year apart. And they were like, Vicky was 25 and Regina was 17. Found the and, same way, Yeah, though? and I was like, I, in the same area. In the same area. Like, less than a mile apart in the same lagoon. And if I'm not mistaken, I think they sound like, they said, like, Regina Sakamoto's body was actually, like, floating when they found it. So, That's a so lot of terrible. water in, the, in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but this was like the first time, and even though some of the detectives were like, "No, there's no way this is a serial killer," like, "Fuck you, dude." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Fuck you. a lot of people kind of started realizing, like, "Yeah, shit's getting serious." Right. Well, it's like two happen. Well, what a coincidence. But then it goes through more. Then they're like, "Oh well, maybe these are all related." Right. It's like they have to go through the process. Like, why did we think these murders? From the video stores were connected for a while, but we couldn't see how these were connected. Right. That doesn't... Yeah. So... That doesn't make sense. We're going to go ahead and move on to victim three, Denise Hughes. And she was not 17, but she was still pretty young. She was 21. So, like, we've got, like, a really young... Like, a lot of girls that just had, like, their whole life ahead of them. Yeah. And it was, like, abruptly taken away. Mm-hmm. And so savagely, which is just disgusting. Disgusting. Um, she was actually from Washington State, um, is where she was originally from. Um, which so these I, girls are all from different yeah, areas. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the things that they notice is, like, none of them 
like, started in Hawaii Mm -hmm. or in Honolulu, like, a lot of them came from, like, different places. Right. Which I did note that because, like I said, I was crunching time on research. Right. (laughs) And, and so, but I did manage to put, I think, where most of them came from. So, she was actually a secretary for a telephone company. Okay. On January 30th, she didn't show up for work and people were like, this is kind of weird. Like, Denise is the kind of person to always show up for work or at least call. And I see that in so many of these cases where people are like, she was so reliable. Like, she would have never not shown up for work. That's why they're caught is because you're so, whenever you show up for work every single day at the exact same time, you're ready to go for the day. When you don't show up, people are like, well, this is weird. Right. And all I can think about at the time, like, when I read that, because it happens so often, I'm just like, if I didn't show up to work, I, I could not show up to work for three days, and they'd be like, he's on a binger. He'll be fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he'll be back when he gets the chance, when he's good and damn ready. And I'm like, oh, no. if I didn't show up for work and I got killed, nobody'd know. Well, they'd know at my, at my work. <laughs> they, would, they would know. I'm not a bad worker. I just... I'm work. like five minutes late, and my boss is like, hey, where are you? <laughs> are you okay? I'm I, like, I'll call and be like, I'm going to be six hours late for my eight <laughs> hours shift. And they're like, dude, just stay home. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's good that it's good that they noticed that she wasn't there, right. obviously. And so they were able to, they were on to something. Right, right. Um. So did I, I said her name, Denise Hughes. Okay. Yes. I was like, did I even say her name? Denise didn't show up for work, and they ended up finding her body on the Moana Lua stream. What a beautiful Moana name. Lua. That's so And beautiful. I was like, Moana. I, I love <laughs> like, all of the names in Hawaii. That's yeah, beautiful. I can't pronounce any of them. Love them all, though. But here's the crazy part. So I, I actually saw in a couple different um, places that she was found. One, or like a couple of them said that she was found by three fishermen. And then another one said she was found by, like, three, like, teenage boys. So, we got a little, uh, little mix-up So, here. three males. Right. This ended is, what, up 1980? 1986 here. 86? Okay. S- yeah. So, um, three, so, three guys of some sorts, whether mm-hmm. they were fishermen or just buddies. Fishermen um, or buddies. Yeah. They found her. Um, they ended up finding her. And Those it was a little, men. it was a little bit different here. Her body was actually found um, in, wrapped in a blue tarp. Okay. But when they found her in the blue tarp, and obviously they were like, let's call the police because fuck this. Yeah. She had her hands bound. She had ra- been raped and she mm-hmm. had been strangled. Now, being in the water kind of accelerated the, de- the decomposition. Yeah, the decomposition. So, but they were still able to go through and like tell stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is a weird time in the eighties because they're able to tell stuff like that, which is is really good for like figuring out like what happened to them. Yeah. But then we learn later that like this is a year before um, DNA testing actually became like a big thing. So the only thing that they could test for was blood. Oh. And so like blood testing never brought up like any new victims. A because, year later, a DNA year later, testing yeah. was. Oh man. And so, this is the point when um when the police officers of Honolulu, the Honolulu PD, the Honolulu <laughs> PD, they were like, uh, so shit's not right here. Things are a little um, strange. This is a definitely a serial killer moment. Let's do something about it. So they create a task force. Getting hot on the case. 
Right. So they end up creating a task force. Mm -hmm. And within this task force, um, they actually work with like FBI profilers. And they start kind of getting a profile to this person. And this is how they're able to start like releasing information so that people start getting an idea of what's going on. And they start telling people like, hey, like don't go out by yourself. Mm -hmm. Make sure that like you're not out at night. And if you are like you're quick to the point. They even said something about like. If somebody, like, stops you and asks you for directions, like, tell them from a safe place, bitch, there is a fucking serial killer on a the loose. A whole serial killer Nobody's on getting loose. a single direction right. from me. Nobody like, is getting one. They won't even... Homie, sweat. you better use an atlas. Like... I'll be, like, waving my hand, Right, past. like, keep going. Keep like, going. Do, I'm not talking to do you. Do not stop and collect $200. Nope. Just go mm-hmm. straight to jail. At this point, we have this whole task force, um... Um, to investigate investigate those three murders, um, because like like I said, not even just Honolulu, but the entire state of Hawaii is now facing their first ever serial killer. So scary, right? And obviously, the public is like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So full panic, yeah. Like they're starting to at barely starting to become a bit concerned. So at this point, again, we have Vicky Purdy. We have Regina um, uh, Sakamoto, and then we have Denise Hughes. And it, it's just so sad to see all three of them, especially because, like, the oldest of those three was 25. Yeah. And like, these, this the is, like, The youngest is 17. 17, yeah. So sad. So now we're going to go ahead and move on to victim four. And in victim four, we have Luis Maduros. She actually... Um, her mother ended up passing away. Mm-hmm. And she ended up flying out to see the rest of her family... Um, for like the funeral and the reading of the will and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So she was over there with, with them and. In Honolulu? Um, they were in Kauai. Kauai. Yeah. And where was she from? Um. Did you find that? She, it didn't really say where she was from. So, okay. But her but family was, all lived there, so she was probably from that area. Somewhere in that yeah, area. Yeah, yes. Like, she was probably the only one that was from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And, but not specifically that area. Right, right. So, but she didn't have, like, the best relationship with her mother when her mother was alive. But she did go back for, like, the funeral and the reading of the will and all that stuff. It was actually really, really sad. Because before she was murdered, um, she was talking to her sister. And her sister said... Why don't you catch a flight tomorrow morning so that when you take a bus back to your house, it's daylight. Because if you go tonight, it's going to be dark and I don't want you trying to get to your, trying to get to where you're going in the dark. And she was going to her boyfriend's apartment is where she was going. And she was like, no, I'll be fine. I want to get home to my kids. It's so crazy that you can still be as cautious as possible, but still get caught into these situations. So like her sister was like, I just want you to be safe and I don't want anything to happen to you. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I just want to get home to my kids. I miss my kids. Mm -hmm. And so that's why she left and was out on the streets at night when all this happened. But even then, we know that not all this has happened at night because Regina was killed waiting for the bus to school. (laughs) So right, right. It just... It can happen anytime. Right. So she was actually, um, she got back to the airport and she was actually last seen on a bus stop at the airport and was reported missing on March 26th. Now, um, I forgot to tell you guys this too. Uh, Moana Lewis stream actually connected to the lagoon that the first two victims were found in. So like all in very close proximity. Yeah. So, this is the point where we kind of see um, 
still close to water, but she was the first one not technically put, like, on an embankment or mm-hmm. actually, like, floating in the fucking water. She was actually found by road workers under a freeway overpass. Oh. Uh-huh. Near uh, Wakili Stream. So it was like right up against Wakili Stream, Does which is also connected, also connected to this lagoon. Like this lagoon is like a giant horseshoe. Like if you look at the map of it mm-hmm. and there's streams like connecting off of it. And like all these streams are kind of like feed into this. Right, right. So it's just a wild ass time. She was found. Her hands had been bound. She had been raped and she had been strangled. Oh my gosh. And at this point we're just like... Everybody is freaking out. Like, yeah. And these are happening substantially closer. Like, it was almost a year between victim one and victim two, but she was reported missing on March 26th. That scared the ever living (laughs) shit out of me. Welcome to my house. Sorry. It sounds like Timothy was walking across the house, and I just almost peed myself. Anyway, so, yeah, so she. Or, like, all these happened, like... Bam, bam, bam. Right, all because Regina, together. who was a victim, too, mm-hmm. was killed in January. Mm-hmm. Her body was found in February. And this... This is March. fourth one we're on is in March. In March. So that means in three... Like, not even a full three months. Yeah. she He was just like, yeah, balls to the wall. Like, Escalated quickly. So quickly. So then we get to uh, Linda... I don't know if it's Pesk or Pesky, but... Pesk or Pesky? But I don't want to call her pesky. Or even pesh. Pesh. Oh, pesh. We'll say pesh. Could be that too. Because it sounds posh. We'll say, yeah. So we'll say pesh. So Linda Pesh, question mark pronunciation. Mm -hmm. And she was the oldest victim. She was 36. She was considered streetwise and tough um, by a lot of the people who knew her. Um, At the time, she was actually separated from her husband. And she was living with a friend at the time. Mm Mm-hmm. She was reported missing on April 29th. So Four now months. we have almost a full year between victim one and victim two. And now within less than four months, we have victims two through five. This killer is going yeah. hard. We don't know. And, and like, we don't know what caused it, but we also kind of learned like when he was profiled, he was profiled as like a Caucasian uh, male um, between the ages of like early thirties, or, I mean, or late thirties, early forties, mm-hmm. um, probably had some sort of like marital issues going on at home, going on at home. Like that's like what it said in like the FBI profile, mm-hmm. and I'm like probably, probably. <laughs> this sounds like a guy who's mad at his wife. So, y- yeah. So did they ever look at all the the men in these ladies' lives? Yeah, I mean everybody, always whenever there's a man in a life, they're always a suspect, mm-hmm. and. Which, like, for good reason. Yeah. It's I mean, they're the closest. It's generally the boyfriend or the ex. <laughs> like, it, it happens a lot. So, she was actually found. Hers was really, really sad because at this point, they're telling people, like, hey, maybe let's not do bus stops. <laughs> because, like, all of them are, like, evolved in, like, a taxi or a bus stop in mm-hmm. some sort of way. With Linda, Linda had actually, she was having a really good day. She had just gotten a promotion at work. Oh. Um, Exciting. Yeah. Um, and so she worked at some sort of, I think it said like something like telecom place, mm-hmm. maybe like something emission based. Uh, like, anyway, but she had just gotten a promotion yeah. and she was on her way home from work and she had her own car. So she was driving. Sounds safe enough. She's in her own car. Right. Then she never made it home. And her roommate, like the friend that she was living with was like, 
Woke up the next morning and was like, yo, my girl never made it home. Right, and your first victim, she was also out in her own car. Well, she was taking right? a taxi. So, like, yeah. But her car came home with a dent. Yeah, right? well, her, her car was found with a dent. Was but, like, she dent. wasn't technically with her car. And so, oh. like, everybody was kind of confused. So, like, at first, because there were still a lot of missing people that happened yeah, during this yeah. time that weren't because of the serial killer. And some of them were even found happy. So, they didn't immediately associate it because they were like, she left in her own car. Like, it wasn't a bus stop. Like, this yeah. doesn't fit the MO. Except when her roommate called the next day and was like on April 29th and was like, hey, she never came home. Um, and they start looking for her. They found her car. On the side of the road on Ninmitz Highway. Ninmitz Highway is up against the beautiful horseshoe of the Kihi Lagoon. Oh, like it's nice. in that area. And her car was on the highway and it was decided that her car probably broke down. And less than a mile away from her car, or less than a half a mile away from her car, she could see a bus stop and probably went to the bus stop to catch a bus to make it oh, home. Oh no. Yeah. And actually, at this time, this was the first time that witnesses caught the idea of any sort of guy. Like, or, like, or any sort of, like, criminal. Or a suspect, I guess. Like, right, they, they actually They saw. witnessed somebody. Him. And so, what it says is that people were actually reporting um, a light-colored van nearby with a, ca- a Caucasian man that was stopped near her car. Oh, so, so, at this point... How is this we're, not... We're building, how is this not solved? Right, we're building a case. Girl, how it's not solved, wait until we get to the fucking prime suspect. It is wild. I need to get some wine. (laughs) So please enjoy this beautiful sound of my box wine. What a glorious sound. That is a beautiful sound, my dude. (laughs) Oh. Oh, shit. I lost my spot. Hold on. How are you feeling about this case so far, Kay? It's intense. It's intense, right? There's a lot going on And it's crazy because, like, we got... We know it's intense, and it just keeps getting more intense, and we know it's unsolved. Yeah. So... Yeah. Man, I can't believe it's unsolved. Uh Uh-huh. You're killing smalls. Okay. Here's where shit gets the wildest, Mm -hmm. okay? We have, like, this whole profile now that's built and kind of coming out that it's a Caucasian man... Probably in his late 30s, early 40s. Near bus stops. He he lives in that area, probably somewhere near, like, Sand Island. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's targeting women um, who, um, like, he knows that are in vulnerable situations. Now, out of nowhere, a 43-year-old mechanic appears, walks into the Honolulu PD out of the blue, and says that he can lead them to Linda's body. Because a psychic told him. A psychic told him? A psychic told him where the body (sighs) was. And he says that, um, which at this point, like, you're like, what? He just, like, kind of walked up out of the blue. Yeah, out of the blue. Yeah. And so he, um, and keep in mind, this guy kind of fits the profile down to a T. um, He's, like, 43, so early 40s. He's a Caucasian man. (laughs) He lives in the area. And so he ends up taking them to this area near Sand Beach and was like, hey, she's somewhere around here. But because he actually said that, like, he went over there like a psychic totem and he went over there and found bones. And then, like, decided to go to the police. He's shown him all these places but keeps avoiding this one little area. 
where they're looking. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, screw you, dude, we're going to go look at this because we're police. And they go over there and look on it and they find the body of Linda. Right. Linda Pesh. And she was found and she had been raped and strangled. But it, I didn't see anything about her hands being bound, so I don't think her hands were bound this time. Which, like, a little bit of an MO uh, switch there, but, like, not really enough. Well, you did say, Linda, she's the last one who was killed, right? Right. And so you did say that somebody possibly saw him? Well, they saw somebody, like, a, a Caucasian man around a car. Around her car. Okay. Yeah. And so, and it was, so he's feeding them this whole story about, like, it was a psychic, and uh, he was actually pulled in to be photographed and to agreed to take part of a polygraph test, which he failed. Uh, but again, polygraph Polygraph te- does not get exactly. used in court. Yeah. There was no hard evidence that, like, it was pretty much an entire circumstantial case. He ended up getting arrested. He was, like, arrested for this case. Or for this. Well, it makes sense. Yeah, and... Um, it was all entirely circumstantial, and they had no physical evidence. They did say that semen had been sent off for, like, testing, like, forensic testing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the results didn't amount to anything that could prove to him that he was actually, like, a part of it. And the blood types, you know, like, it, it was just, it, it wasn't what it was back in that time. Mm-hmm. They did place him under arrest, um, and... They had him in there, and they they were obviously, like, going through everything that they possibly could. But um, at the end of it all, there was no evidence actually tying him to the murders. Yeah, and you have to have, what, reasonable? Or, like, an unridiculous amount of circumstantial mm-hmm. um, evidence. And so, because they didn't have this, it was actually ruled as insufficient evidence um, yep. if it went to trial. And they feared that he would be acquitted for it anyway. Basically, it would just get slaughtered because it's all yeah. circumstantial. And he was let go. <sighs> and so many people were just like, this is for sure the guy. So it is disgusting how like close that it was. Like He fit the whole profile. Right. A psychic told him where the body was. And yeah, he just was able to get out because... He was clean as he fuck. He him straight to the body? Mm-hmm. He was clean as fuck doing this job. That's insane. Yeah. And uh, to this day, the Honolulu Strinkler has never been found. And it is officially five women brutally bound, raped, and murdered. And it's unsolved. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm it's sickening. Speechless. It's, it's sickening. It's disgusting. It is one of those cases where it's crazy that it doesn't get talked about as much. And I'm sorry, I know that this like parts of this probably seemed like very quickly pushed off. But again, <laughs> I was trying to recalculate all of my research in an yeah. hour before, <laughs> but because I, I had to drive like 45 minutes to your house, so yes. I only had an hour. Yes. But we can definitely go back through. Let us know if that's something you want us to go back through, like a refined episode or like yeah. maybe more details. We can go about it in the future. Um, I know that Caitlin has her next case and I've got like my next four cases <laughs> picked out. <laughs> I've that got I, pull on to yeah, that So like we've, we've definitely have it coming up. Um, and then all of, again, all of our episodes are going to be released on Tuesday. Yeah. And um, as far as our full length episodes and we'll have our, Spooky shorts on Saturdays, which I'm super excited about. I'm so excited to read these Reddit stories to you. (laughs) You are going to piss. I can't wait. So, So, but yeah, thank you so much for 
I'm checking out our very first episode of Crime or Reason. Yeah, we appreciate we're, it. Yeah, and... We're uh, really excited to share all this stuff with you all, and... It's gonna be a fun damn time. It's gonna be dark and scary, and creepy, and, and sometimes and spooky and disgusting, and... and, and yeah. We can't wait. As that's that's me. It's me and Kaylin. Spooky and disgusting. Spooky and disgusting. <laughs> so, <laughs> hi, I'm Spooky. She's disgusting, and you're listening to Crime Reason. <laughs> so, but yeah, thank you so much um, for just coming out and <laughs> coming out to coming see out us in person. Us, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, y'all stay safe and. We'll see you next week. We have not come out with an exit line yet. No, so we have not. Stay safe and healthy. Stay <laughs> safe and healthy. And don't go to bus stops. Am I right? Yeah. Stay, don't go to the bus stops. Stay away from the bus stops. But we will see you on the next episode. Be safe. Yes. Bye. Be safe. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.